as God intended. Let's go. And welcome, healers, to Looking for Healing Radio, where pharmaceuticals are not medicine, but love always is. I'm your host, Dr. Brian Artis, and thank you so much for listening. Remember to tell all your freedom friends they can join us live on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network and via recorded podcast at AmericaOutloud.com. On the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, and Pandora networks, just download the America Out Loud phone app for Apple, Android, or Alexa, whatever you need to listen at your leisure. Looking for Healing Radio today is being brought to you by GlobalHealing.com. Simply the finest, most potent, most effective natural medicines in the world today. Feel the difference, integrity, and love for medicine making can make for you. Go to GlobalHealing.com and enter promo code OUTLOUD to discover the medicine God intended for us all. Get incredible deals and find Global Healing and all of the wonderful AOL sponsors at AmericaOutloud.shop. Healers, we have a great show for you today. And don't forget, remember, you can listen and learn from Dr. Brian Artis, myself, Nicola Burnett, Dr. Henry Ely, and Dr. Janice Schmidt every Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time, and go to our show page on AmericaOutloud.com to submit a health question we can all answer on Friday on Looking for Healing Radio. We're always here for you. All right, now, today, I have a great show for you today. This is actually going to be based on an article I read about three days ago and came across that didn't even know existed, but it was published last year in October of 2022 by a woman named Robin Carell. And the title of her actual published article is, and you can find this at verywellhealth.com, it's titled, The Six Vaccines All Grandparents Should Get. Now, before I even go any further, this is called Looking for Healing Radio. Looking for healing does not include vaccines, not ever, not for a minute, not for a second, not a single one of you out there listening to this radio show has ever been healed by a vaccine, ever. And nor will you be. So what we're going to actually educate you on today is I'm going to cover what the six vaccines they are promoting that all grandparents should get. Now, you have to understand, the title of this article is very important. They titled it, The Six Vaccines All Grandparents Should Get. It doesn't say, The Six Vaccines All Senior Citizens Should Get. It reads, The Six Vaccines All Grandparents Should Get. And what they're about to actually publish for grandparents to read and grapple with and accept is a reality they want you to accept, which is that you grandparents, you senior citizens at home that have children and grandchildren, it's your responsibility to get vaccinated in order to keep the health of your grandchildren in place. Or you grandparents will be threatening your grandbabies, infants, adolescents, teenagers, and children who are adults. You will be challenging their immune system if you don't get vaccinated. How ridiculous is this? How is it possible that a grandparent's job, which was to raise their own children, and then to be a love, light, and hope, and just a source of wisdom for their grandchildren, how is it possible that all the responsibilities of a grandparent and the beautiful blessings of being a grandparent that they can actually put on you shame and guilt and judgment that it's your job to keep your children and grandchildren healthy by getting vaccinated. It's so ridiculous. I hate this stuff. It makes me disgusted. 
discuss me and every single other host of the Looking for Healing radio show platform. All right, so I'm going to go through this. In this first segment, I'm going to actually talk about the very first vaccine that they're promoting. It's called the influenza vaccine and their why every grandparent should get it. And then I'm going to share a couple stories that uh, I think will help drive home the reasoning why it is this is important to me to get to you. So if you are a person listening to this and your grandparents are still alive or you are a grandparent or you're about to become a grandparent like me and my wife are about to become, this stuff is very important for you and you should take it in for yourself and then you should share it with people far and wide. So I'm going to take you through the influenza vaccine section of this. And then in the second and third segments, I'll go through the uh, other five vaccines they're saying every grandparent should get every year to prevent protect their young grandchildren. Okay. Which is a flat out lie. It's ridiculous. Also in this looking for healing radio show, I'm going to give you guys after I go through all of these vaccines and what they're publishing for you, what they think you should know, I'm going to bring reality back to what the real information and facts and data points are because they're lying about all the data in these actual, in this actual article. And that is not uncommon for the CDC who actually owns the patents on the flu vaccines. So, of course, the CDC wants to tell all grandparents, which there are millions of in America, please get our product to save your grandchildren. So crazy. Could you imagine if Starbucks came out with a coffee that uh, supposedly boosted your immune system and then Starbucks got a federal contract or a bill written into law that said every grandparent in America has to drink our immune-boosting coffee in order to protect their children This would never, ever happen outside of the pharmaceutical lobbied massive money funding for bills, for vaccine schedule uh, regulations and laws that they try to impose. All right. So I'm going to take you through what I would do actually to keep yourselves healthy and uh, keep your grandchildren healthy, which has nothing to do with vaccines. Vaccines do nothing to boost your immune system. They're flat out fraud. and enough of a fraud anyway, and if you think there's 90% of them that are still good, there's enough of it that is a fraud that it should completely be wiped out. And nobody should be told they have to get a sh- shot to go to school, to go see your kids, hang out with your grandchildren, can maintain a job, and pl- still be in the military if that should have been your ambition or goal for life. All right, so here we go. Let's get into this article before I go off on a tangent. But I'm going to make sure that in this episode of Looking for Healing Radio, you guys get all the information you need, or at least as much of the information as you need that's relevant for you to stay healthy without the need of these damn six vaccines they're lying to you about. All right, so title again of the article, the six vaccines all grandparents should get. Number one is the influenza vaccine. Before they get into this vaccine, I want you all to know what they start the article with. Though anyone can get the flu, I quote, though anyone can get the flu and other infectious diseases, older adults are at an increased risk of severe illness if they do. If you are 65 or older, getting vaccinated is one of the best ways to protect yourself and your families from preventable infections. There are six vaccines are a part of the vaccination schedules of most older adults. If you haven't had them or are unsure if you are up to date, go talk to your healthcare professional. They want you to go get the vaccines. Okay. I promise you very well health is funded by pharmaceutical giants wanting to sell you this kind of crap. All right, number one shot they're going to start talking about is the influenza vaccine, like I mentioned. Then they state these statistics. In the United States, an estimated 12,000 to 52,000 people die every year from flu-related causes. All right, so uh, let's just stop there. That's only the first sentence into this article, into the influenza vaccine section. They state, in the U.S., all grandparents, 
12,000 to 52,000 people die every year from flu-related causes. Now, all grandparents out there listening and everybody who has a grandparent out there who's listening to the show, uh, I would like to ask you, is that number accurate? Is it true? Listeners of lookingforhealingradio.com, is it true that 12 to 15 12 to 52,000 people die every year from flu-related causes? Is that true? Uh, that is actually false. And in fact, this is grossly a massive lie. Now, how do you know they're lying? Well, I'll tell you. Since 2004 till 2011, I used to print every year a report that the CDC compiled every year. They do it weekly now. And then you have to combine all those weekly reports to make your own annual report. But up until 2011, they used to produce their entire report. And it's called the uh, morbidity and mortality report by the CDC. The morbidity and mortality report, which you can go to cdc.gov's website right now and actually subscribe to that morbidity and mortality report each week. They'll email it to you and you can get a weekly report and you can see every reason why and every week somebody died in the United States. Everything is in there. Every single condition that they've said or published was the cause of death is on there. Now, this report I used to print out every year, and up until 2011, when they stopped doing the annual report, they tried to make it harder for us to gather up all that data versus them compiling it into one complete book per year. But every year, I used to print that report, and my patients would walk into my office and say, all my elderly patients every year would come in and go, hey, Dr. Artis, my medical doctor is telling me I should get a flu shot. What do you think? And then I would look at them every time, like I would if, put yourself in their shoes, all of you listening at home. They'd look at me and go, hey, doc, my medical doctor is telling me I need to get a flu shot. What do you think? And I would say, well, what do you think? Do you need a flu shot? And they'd go, well, my medical doctor is telling me I should. And I'd say, well, why is he telling you you should get one? What was his reasoning or her reasoning? And they would always say the same thing. <clears throat> well, Dr. Artis, my doc, my medical doctor told me that uh, twelve to 50,000 people died last year of the flu. And in order to prevent worse outcomes for the elderly, they recommend I get a flu shot every year. And I would say, okay, great. Well, did 12 to 52,000, this is my next question to my patients. Well, did 12 to 52,000 people die last year of the flu? <laughs> and they would go, I don't know. And I'd go, well, have you seen those numbers anywhere else? And very often they would go, well, I saw it on the news. And I'd go, okay, like the local news? Yeah, okay. Yep, so now the medical doctors are telling you these numbers in your private appointment. And then on TV, they're telling you every night and every day in the news. Scaring the crap out of all the elderly that 52,000 people died last year. You better go to Walgreens or CVS and let Medicare cover your flu shot for free. This is exactly what they do every freaking year. All right. So then I would look at the patients and I'd go like this. All right. So you've heard it from your medical doctor and you've heard it from the news. Are those numbers accurate? Did 52,000 people die last year of the flu? Do you know? And they'd go, I don't know. I have no idea. How would I know? <laughs> and I'd go, well, where are they getting those numbers from? And the patients would go, I don't know. And I'd go, well, they're quoting what's called the morbidity and mortality report of the CDC. Have you ever seen it? And the patients are like, what? No, I don't even know what those words mean. Morbidity and mortality. It's the reasons people are dying in America. Every person documented that died with a medical reason or diagnosis, it's listed. CDC compiles it. If it was an accident, it's listed. They have it. car accidents, automobile accidents, all listed on there. It's every reason anybody died. If it's unknown, it'll say unknown. For everything that's known, they publish it. So what I would do is when the patients would tell me they could not tell me if those numbers were accurate or not, I just went and grabbed the morbidity and mortality report and I handed it to them. And I printed it out every year until 2011 when they stopped printing it 
for us at home to download. It was always 170 plus pages and I printed every single one of them. And then I only highlighted two pages in the entire document. The first 15 pages to 17 pages of the document by the CDC every year actually had all causes of deaths broken into categories. So for example, cancer deaths, they'd have a big number. And then heart disease deaths, they'd have a big number. It's usually 300,000 cancer, 250,000 heart attacks or cardiovascular deaths, sorry, heart disease deaths. And then they would have uh, obesity, then they would have diabetes, then they would have uh, respiratory viruses or respiratory illnesses as a category with a big number. In the first 15 to 17 pages, they had it broken into categories. The respiratory illness category included in the category all pneumonia deaths, all influenza deaths, and all RSV deaths, respiratory syncytial virus. So they would include all those in just one number. For example, cancer number in the first page would be cancer. 300,000 people died last year of cancer. And it would state that cancer, that number includes leukemia, multiple myeloma, pancreatic cancer, brain cancer, colon cancer, prostate cancer, uterine cancer, cervical cancer, breast cancer. It, it just had them all in there. It was just one big number. The f- Remember, I said this is in the first 15 to 17 pages. The, the rest of the 150 pages or 160 pages was each of those individual uh, causes of death defined and numbered. So as you went further into the document, you would see every single cancer and every single number of those people that died. It might say... Uh, glioblastoma, brain tumor killed 25,000 people last year, right? Whatever it is. And they just break them all down into the rest of the document. So in the beginning pages of this document, I would have tabbed the respiratory illness death category with the total. And the total always was 25 to 50,000 people. That was just the number. And that's where they get this number from the CDC that they give to the media. The only problem is, is, is when you flip to the next page, I always had tabbed ready to flip to for my patients real quick. When I would flip it open to the 120th, 130th page, no joke, 130th page, when I'd flip it open, it would actually have pneumonia, influenza, and RSV numbers. And not a single year, I would always have it highlighted, the number next to influenza, which is the flu. Would it shock all of you at home to know that never once did I ever see more than 250 people died from the flu in a given year in America total? However, there were always 25 to 30,000 to 40,000 pneumonia deaths. So what the CDC is doing is taking the categories from their morbidity and mortality report. They're taking the totals from the categories And then they are sending them to the media and lying about what those numbers represent. They can get away with going, um, the respiratory illness number is 30 to 50,000 people died last year. We're going to call those flu deaths. And then they call all the news outlets and tell them, CNN, NBC, Fox, ABC, all of them, tell the world 50,000 people died of the flu last year. No, they didn't. And every time I would show my patients this, as soon as I'd flip to the second tab, that would show how many people died of the flu. This is printed by the CDC. My patients, my elderly patients would get sick and furious and bewildered. They would just start shaking their head. How how can the CDC lie like this? Oh, I don't know. Why do you think the CDC can lie like this? Well, elderly all at home, 
Do you guys know who owns the patents for the majority of the flu vaccines? The CDC does. And yet the CDC is the one left to promote, market, and actually set the schedules for when people are supposed to get their patented royalty-receiving inventions, which are flu shots. All right, so I've spent the majority of this time talking about influenza. I just want you all to know they're lying to you. They do have a statistic here that I will share that is accurate. It says between 70 and 85% of those that actually die from the flu are in adults 65 and older. And that is true. When I would look at this number of 200 to 250 people died in America, it would be like three or four children. The rest were all adults. The other 200 were always adults older than 65. There's a reason for that, by the way. Looking for Healing Radio, we decided to come up with this platform because we got sick and tired of all of you being lied to. I was tired of them lying to my patients, so I would actually have the documentation to show them the lies. And this is one they're lying about right now. So they're trying to convince you and scare you to get the flu shot. No different than they did with COVID-19, killing people in hospitals, and then telling you, even when remdesivir killed those people, they would tell you, what? They died of covid no, they didn't. They would say the virus killed them. No, they didn't. They were poisoned to death. There's a huge difference. So our job here is to help bring to your awareness what they're lying to you about because they're flat out lying to keep all of you healthy at home. Please avoid the flu shot and don't do it. I'll talk more about it on the other side of this commercial break, but uh, please remember that the healing looking for healing radio continues Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern time. And uh, please tune in Monday through Friday. We're always going to be here. And on Fridays, we answer all questions. Go to our show page on americaoutloud.com to submit a health question that we can all answer on Friday. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like Freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be, with a company that shares your values. Go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free, love it, or your money back, guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code out loud. All right, healers, welcome back. Looking for Healing Radio is also sponsored by the Energetic Health Institute, an amazing school for amazing students just like you. The best way to be free is to be healthy. Learn how at www.energetichealthinstitute.org. Holistic, nutrition, fasting, detoxification, art of cellular healing, and so much more. Join the EHI family and let's make tomorrow amazing. www.energetichealthinstitute.org. That is Dr. Henry Ely's group. They're doing an incredible 
incredible job over there. And I want to just mention here, uh, there's one host that is missing from the Looking for Healing radio show that will be attending and speaking at the HealingForTheAges.com conference. Go to HealingForTheAges.com conference. Uh, Healing for the Ages, Ages, that word is an acronym for the four presenters over a two-day event all about natural healing and health. That is Dr. Artis is the A in the word ages. Dr. Ed Group is the G in ages. Dr. Henry Ely is the E in ages. And Dr. Jana Schmidt is the S in ages. These are four, four all-natural healers who have had cl- clinical experience, who currently have clinical experience, which totals over 100 years between them. We have a lot of experience in doing research and providing clinical applications of that research to both educate and warn our patients and then provide research and data and application of natural principles that are also published to reverse, cure, heal, and prevent illness and disease in the future. You can learn more about that at healingfortheages.com. Go there to register. Today is Monday. Today is the first day that registration goes live for in person attendees as well as virtual go to healingfortheages.com to learn more all right so we're talking about the influenza vaccine in the from the previous segment i want to continue here the the whole first segment was about the first sentence in this article about the flu vaccine it was in the united states an estimated 12 to 52,000 people die every year from the flu related causes no that is not true that is a flat out lie that's the lie they use every year to get a whole bunch of people to sign up for free vaccines paid by medicare at cvs or walgreens walmart target you name it the next sentence is hundreds of thousands have been hospitalized from this ever evolving respiratory infection they continue older adults are at the highest risk for developing severe illness and death from the flu according to the cdc Between 70 and 85% of the flu-related deaths are in adults 65 and older, which is very true. Now, there are three three CDC-recommended flu shots. One is called Flu Zone. High dose is what it's called. Contains four times the amount of the inactivated virus used in the standard flu vaccine. And then the the second one is Flu Block. It contains three times more flu virus antigen than standard dose inactivated flu vaccines. And then they have Fluad, F-L-U-A-D, contains an additive known as an adjuvant that provokes a stronger immune response. Then it states, grandparents need to get the flu shot, not just to protect themselves, but also the youngest members of their families. Bull crap, they're lying to you. Until babies receive their first dose of the flu vaccine at six months old, they're extremely vulnerable to flu complications. No, they're not. Not if they're breastfed, only if they're on formula especially soy formula, which actually damages the immune system and suppresses it and creates inflammatory conditions in their body. It's not a problem. In fact, the majority of all antibodies for the first three years of life are provided to a baby while nursing. If they only nurse for six months to one year, they still have three years of antibody protection. Do not believe this crap. Grandparents, you are not responsible for your children's health or you giving them the flu. That is not how this works. They are totally fine. Encourage your children who have the grandchildren to breastfeed their children. All right. And probably the children of yours should be limiting the amount of sugar they consume because it suppresses their own immune system and their immune system is what's providing the antibodies through the breast milk for the babies. So in either way. You are not responsible grandparents at all for the health of your grandchildren, unless you are raising them physically yourself. 
All right. So do not do the flu shots. That's horrible. I'll just tell one more story about flu shots. My grandfather, when he turned 60, when he turned 60, was told, sorry, when he turned 70, he was told that every year he should get the flu shot. So he started getting the flu shot when he turned 70 every year. And every year in September, he would get the flu shot. And every year in October, for five out of seven years, when he turned 70, five out of the seven years, he ended up in the hospital with pancreatitis within a week of getting his flu shot. And it was due to the aluminum and mercury inside the flu shot getting into his pancreas after receiving the shot. But he would be, I found him in it, like when he was 80, in a hospital in New Orleans for three weeks, he had been being treated for pancreatitis after getting the flu shot, even though he didn't know it was because of the flu shot. He figured that out after I came there to heal him and help figure out how to get him out of the hospital faster, which we did. But this was about 10 years ago when, uh, when he was in the hospital, I showed up there, not a single break in his pain had been achieved with the morphine and Zofran combination of drugs. Zofran is an anti-nausea drug, very commonly used when they give any patient morphine because morphine will make you nauseous and want to throw up. So right before giving you morphine, they typically give all patients Zofran, an anti-nausea drug. And they were doing this to my grandfather when I showed up. Right when I walked in there, the nurse was about to hook up Zofran. I was like, what are you doing? I'm giving him Zofran. Why? Uh, to keep him from getting nauseous. And I looked at my grandfather and said, are you nauseous? And he goes, no. And I said, well, then why are you giving him an anti-nausea drug? And that's when she said, oh, well, I'm about to give him morphine for his pain. He will become nauseous for that. This is just preventative. This is another example of a side effect of a drug like morphine having to be handled by another side effect of another drug. So they use one drug to combat the side effects of the other drugs. This is very common, especially for many of you listening to, listen to this show right now. Okay. I, I was able to determine and evaluate him in the hospital room. He had aluminum poisoning in his pancreas. I get back to my grandparents' home where I talked to my grandmother, aunts, uncles, nurses, all of them. Only then did I discover he got a flu shot three weeks earlier. And then I learned then he was actually in the hospital five out of the first seven years. He got flu shots starting at age 70. So his body was very sensitive and the toxic effect of aluminum and mercury caused massive amounts of inflammation and pain that he could not tolerate and put him in a hospital. Almost almost every year since he turned 70. It took me, I overnighted supplements to him to detox the heavy metals of mercury and aluminum, which included things like chlorella supplements, Spanish black radish, um, bentonite clay. Those three things I sent, had my aunt give it to him. And by day five, he was home. Up until then, no one even thought he was going to go home because the pain just wouldn't stop. So anyway, that's just one other reason why I would never recommend the flu shot. There's just too many side effects of these things. It is not hundred percent safe and effective. It is not a hundred percent, uh, non-toxic. So just leave it alone. All right. So the second vaccine that they recommend all grandparents get and try to make you feel responsible. It's your job to take care and protect your children and grandchildren by getting yourself vaccinated. You're now a, a weapon, a bio weapon for all of your family. All right. So the second one is the Tdap or DTAP vaccine. Some people call it Tdap. Some people call it DTAP. They just reverse the D and the T. If you're not familiar with what that is, Tdap or DTAP actually stands for the viruses they're actually trying to vaccinate you against, which is tetanus, diphtheria, and pertussis, otherwise known as the whooping cough. So if you have a grandchild, they say on the way, which me and my wife Jane do, they're talking to me. 
Your healthcare provider may advise you to get the Tdap vaccine if you did not receive the vaccine as an adolescent. The vaccine protects against three diseases, and I just named them. Protecting yourself, grandparents, against pertussis is especially important as it can be passed to newborns in whom the infection is often serious. Between 2000 and 2017, 84% of all deaths from pertussis were in infants younger than two months of age. Even if you have no grandchildren, the CDC recommends they continue that everyone get the Tdap or TD booster dose every 10 years. And these are the two names of those actual vaccines for the Tdap by the CDC. It is called Boostrix, approved for ages 10 and over. Adacel, approved for age 10 to 64. Of the two, they mentioned Boostrix is the only one approved for ages 65 and older. Now, in this radio show, I'm not going to go through that actual vaccine to tell you why it is. I wouldn't take it. But just, you know, the pertussis uh, deaths, 84% of pertussis in infants younger than two months of age. Uh, if it was 84%, I don't know if y'all know this, but I haven't even looked up those statistics yet, so I won't talk on them. But if they're lying to you about flu deaths, don't you think they're lying to you about the pertussis deaths? I guarantee you they are. But they gave you a number of 84%. Well, what if there was only five kids that died of pertussis of the millions of kids born last year in the United States? Five died of pertussis. And what if three? Uh, what if actually three of them died from pertussis? Actually died who had pertussis. So just so you know, that would represent like 84%. That's where they'd get that number. doesn't mean there's a bunch of people getting it and dying from it. It just means of those that died two months old and younger, pertussis represented 84% of those totals. All right, now what's the third one? The third vaccine they recommend is pneumococcal vaccine. And it reads, while pertussis is often passed from adults to younger children, pneumococcus is a bacteria that can cause pneumonia, meningitis, encephalitis, which is swelling on the brain. Meningitis is, there's these things called men meninges, which are around the brain and around your spinal cord, and those can become inflamed, and it's super painful. I've had a sister once that was diagnosed with that as a result of the side effects of an epidural while giving birth in a hospital. It was awful. It was awful pain. All right. So pneumococcal vaccine is to address the bacterium called pneumococcus that causes pneumonia in anybody, meningitis and encephalitis, which is swelling of the brain and other severe illnesses. This can often be passed from children to older adults, it says here. In children, they say pneumococcus generally causes mild illnesses like ear infections, but in older adults, pneumococcus is a leading cause of pneumonia, which is more likely to cause death the older you are. According to the CDC, the risk of death from pneumonia in people 75 to 84 is three times that of people 65 to 74. And in people 85 and over, the risk increases by over tenfold compared to the 65 to 74 age group. So as you get older, your risk of dying from pneumonia gets higher, they're telling you. Therefore, you should get the vaccine. Well, I just want y'all to know, still to this day, every single person, I'm, I'm just going to tell you right now, 98% of everybody who died from pneumonia actually got the pneumonia shot multiple years before they died with pneumonia. So I'm not really sure this campaign's really working to reduce the outcomes of death from pneumonia. All right. So according, uh, just we'll continue. These are the two most common prescribed pneumonia vaccines or pneumococcal vaccine used for pneumonia, meningitis, and encephalitis. One is called PCV15, Vaxnuvance is the long name. And then they have one called Pneumovax23, like the Michael Jordan number. 
PPSV23 is what it's called. And they recommend the PV15, which is called Vax Nuvance, is recommended for all adults 65 years and older. All right. All right. So pneumonia and the flu are very, very similar in how they cause illness and disease. One's up with the bacteria. The other one's with a virus, supposedly. You know what I think about viruses, I'm sure. All right. I want to continue. We've got about five minutes left in this segment. The fourth vaccine they're telling all grandparents you should get to protect your grandbabies. I mean, I don't know if you how old everyone is listening to this radio show, but there was a period of time where when I was a kid, I was taken to chicken pox parties to try to get the chicken pox or people were brought to my house when I had chicken pox to give them chicken pox, other kids. But now they're telling grandparents, it's your responsibility to get the shingles vaccine to prevent chicken pox in your grandchildren. Can you believe the insanity here? It's so ridiculous. As if it's your job, grandparents, to provide immunity to your grandchildren. So ridiculous. All right. When nobody dies from chicken pox anyway. All right. Shingles vaccine is number four. If you're over 50, you should also talk to your healthcare provider about getting the shingles vaccine. This is true even if you've already had shingles, they say, in the past. Oh, really? I thought vaccines were there to create immunity from something you haven't been exposed to already. Because when you're exposed to it, you have natural immunity for life. Oh, no. They're going to lie to you and tell you, even if you've had the shingles before, the virus is called a herpes zoster virus. Even if you've had it before, you should get the shingles shot every year. And then it says, you can't give shingles to your grandchildren. Oh, really? Then why in the world are you telling me to get it? However, it says, if your grandchildren haven't had chicken pox, nor have been vaccinated against chicken pox, you can give them chicken pox if you have active shingles. Okay, so I guess you can pass shingles to your grandchildren. Okay, shingles is caused by the same virus that causes chicken pox. They continue called the varicella zoster virus. When you're infected with chicken pox, which almost everyone born before 1980 has been, the virus stays dormant in your body and can reactivate later in your life to cause shingles. Reactivated. You know what reactivates it? We'll, we'll talk about that in a future show, which will be exciting. There's only, there is only shingles vaccine approved for use in the United States. It's called Shingrix. Shing, S-H-I-N-G-R-I-X. They state it's a recombinant vaccine recommended for adults 15 and older. It's given in two separate injections, two to six months apart. Then there is a Zostavax, a live vaccine, was previously recommended for shingles prevention, but was discontinued in the U.S. as of November of 2020. And then they state, even if you've gotten the Zostavax vaccine in the past, you should still get the Shingrix vaccine. Of course you should, because everything else previous was horrible, and we even lied to you then. All right, now the fifth one is called the MMR vaccine, and this one is uh, really bothersome for me. MMR vaccine is what Andy Wakefield, back in 1998 or 1999, actually came forward to the world and, and published that the inflammation inside of the intestines of all autism patients, that same inflammation being seen, which there is a gut-brain connection in autism. He said, when children get the MMR vaccine, he, looking under a microscope and looking into the tissues and doing biopsies of the intestines of children all over the world, he concluded that the actual inflammation in the bowels is also the exact same in autism kids immediately following the MMR vaccine. 
And he said, someone needs to look at, is there a connection to the inflammation being created in the bowels from the MMR vaccine in children leading to the autism outcomes mentally and neurologically in those same children? He never said the MMR vaccine caused autism, but oh my God, the whole world went crazy. They took his license from him, shunned him, took him to court, all kinds of stuff. It was awful. Made him out to be some kind of villain. In my opinion, he's a hero. All right. So they recommend here. That ages 19 to 64 years of age, those who were born, it's recommended that those 19 to 64 years old who were born in 1957 or later with no evidence of immunity to measles, mumps, or rubella receive one to two doses of the MMR vaccine. Then they go on to state, with that said, the spread, (laughs) measles used to be common in the U.S. until the measles vaccine became widely available. Not true either. In fact, they used to say polio was running rampant all over the world until the polio vaccine came out. No, that wasn't true either. They figured out polio was being spread through the water. They just added chlorine to sanitize the water, and that actually helped, number one, clear up all polio outbreaks in the country. No different than how they're manipulating chlorine to actually cause COVID, in my opinion, using uh, venom-based proteins that they synthetically manufacture all around the world and use bacteria in the water to replicate them. And you can manipulate the level of the bacteria and the venom in the water using chlorine also. So these are all lies. And then what they say, though, I find awesome. With that said, the spread of anti-vaccine, anti-vaccine messages has led to a decline in the use of the MMR vaccines. And as a result, measles made a big comeback. Okay, I just want you all to know something. They have been publishing for decades that the MMR vaccine has helped to eradicate measles. But yet there was an outbreak at Disney World. 90% of them were children who already had the MMR vaccine. So do they work? Obviously not. All right. Remember, I'm Dr. Artis, and we are looking for healing radio. We'll be back after these messages. Please stay tuned and uh, tune in every Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Pacific time, 11 a.m. Eastern time. All right. I'm Dr. Artis. We'll be right back after these messages. It was Henry Wadsworth Longfellow that said, lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime and departing leave behind us footprints on the sands of time. America Out Loud Talk Radio, liberty and justice for all. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. All right, healers, welcome back. I'm Dr. Brian Artis. This actual segment's going to be sponsored by the HealingForTheAges.com conference. Go to HealingForTheAges.com to register today. We have in-live person attendees and virtual worldwide, and we are super thrilled to have that ready to go. It's going to be September 8th and 9th. Hold the date. Put it down. Uh, this is going to be me, Dr. Henry Ely, Dr. Ed Group, and Dr. Jana Schmidt. Those four last names of those speakers, educators, and healers are the four main presenters at the Healing for the Ages conference. And AGES, A-G-E-S, is an acronym for artists, group, Ely and Schmidt. The four presenters with over 100 years of experience combined in their own clinical practices 
uh, at helping people heal and stay healthy without drugs or vaccines. All right. So that's what y'all can look forward to. And I appreciate that. All right. So we just got done. We're discussing on this radio show, an article that was published in verywellhealth.com last year in October of 2022 titled the six vaccines all grandparents should get. This is the sixth. So the first vaccine they recommended was the influenza virus. The second one is Tdap vaccine. Third is the pneumococcal bacteria vaccine. The fourth one for all grandparents that you should get is the shingles vaccine. And then they recommend the MMR vaccine for all parents, grandparents. All right. The sixth one is COVID-19 vaccines. All right. This is from a year ago. (laughs) So vaccination is advised for all people six months and over. Oh, my goodness. Although younger children are far less likely to develop severe symptoms if infected, that should not suggest that they are inherently safe from COVID-19. While many will have mild or no symptoms, some babies and younger children do end up in the hospital. This is especially true for children with asthma, diabetes, congenital heart disease, among other pre-existing conditions. All right. Now, the CDC recommends four COVID-19 vaccines that are available in the U.S. Each is delivered by intramuscular injection. As of April 2022, the Food and Drug Administration has authorized or approved the following COVID-19 vaccines. Pfizer, BioNTech, COVID-19 vaccine created by Drew Wiseman and Catalina Carrico of the University of Pennsylvania. They recommend the Pfizer one for anybody older than five and delivered in three doses in people ages six months to four years old. Two doses for people five and older. Moderna's COVID-19 vaccine also developed by Catalina Carrico and Drew Wiseman at the University of Pennsylvania. That one is to be delivered in two doses for people six months and over. Johnson & Johnson is delivered in one dose for people 18 and older. And Novavax, they recommend COVID-19 vaccine delivered in two doses for people 12 and older. All right, so I want to summarize these four recommendations for grandparents. Grandparents out there, this is Looking for Healing Radio. I'm assuming you're tuning in or this is being shared with you because someone wants to keep you healing and staying healthy. Uh, No one on the earth, any age, doesn't matter who you are, nobody should get the COVID-19 vaccines ever. These have never, ever passed one single long-term human trial study ever. It's not even been conducted, has never been performed, never in the history of all vaccines. These are the first ones ever that have never been tried on humans for a five to seven or 10-year period before they brought it, before the FDA for review, the FDA approved it, and then passed it out to the, the audiences around the world. No, this is the only one that all of these companies created a vaccine in less than nine months without any human trial. Didn't matter. They approved it anyway and gave the EUA for all of them. All right. They recommend here that everyone ages six months and older should get the COVID-19 vaccine and the updated bivalent boosters that provides protection against the Omicron variant. No, it doesn't. And don't do it. All right. Okay. Now I have 13 minutes left in this radio show, and I'm going to go ahead and discuss these last four shots, which were the COVID-19 vaccines just to help set the stage for what makes them different. They are not the same, nor are any vaccines the same as other vaccines, even in the same category. But what separates these four that have been such a hot topic and so polarizing for the last four years or three years to the whole world? All right, Pfizer and Moderna's COVID-19 vaccines are the exact same technology, and that technology is called mRNA gene therapy. 
They are using genetics wrapped in a, uh, a fatty tissue called lipid nanoparticle hydrogel. They infuse that gel. They wrapped around genetic material with what are called dynabeads and dynabeads are what are called super paramagnets. So any biological material that includes genetic material like RNA and DNA or venom or proteins, which also have DNA in them, they will wrap it with lipid nanoparticle hydrogel. And then in that hydrogel, just picture a sticky like adhesive wrapped around it. They then embed inside of that sticky adhesive called lipid nanoparticle hydrogel. They actually put inside of it a whole bunch of really powerful magnets, all charged the exact same way magnetically. And when you inject all of those little bitty balls of adhesive with magnets wrapped around gene material, when they inject it inside the body, outside of the container now, it's in your body, those magnets now repel each other and send the damn stuff everywhere in your body. In the very beginning of the COVID-19 vaccine uh, campaign, if you were paying attention to social media and listening to your grandchildren anyway, <laughs> per this article, you would have seen the social media craze about people after getting the shots now being magnetic and they could put stuff on their bodies, anywhere on their bodies, but particularly the injection site and silverware and all kinds of stuff would just stick to their body. That's because of these magnets to deliver the material everywhere. Now, Moderna and Pfizer shots are the exact same. It's the mRNA gene therapy. The concern about those two shots are the inventors, the people credited with creating this mRNA gene therapy technology, the, the names of the two people that created it, I've already mentioned them here, are Drew Wiseman and Catalin Carrico at the University of Pennsylvania. Inside of every one of their research papers in developing this technology since 2009 together, Drew Wiseman and Catalin together, Catalin Carrico at the University of Pennsylvania, since 2009, they have been funded solely by the NIH, particularly Anthony Fauci's department, to make these vaccines. And in every one of their research studies since 2009 that happened every year until the pandemic and the release of these vaccines, they published all of their information in creating these shots. Beginning in 2009, in the papers with Drew Wiseman and Catalin Carrico together, doing all of this research, in every single paper, you see the same thing. That in order to get the genetic material wrapped in lipid nanoparticle hydrogel sticky adhesive with these magnets all in them, that's written and disclosed in these research studies, all of them, they state in every one of their research studies that in order to get that gene material inside your cells in your body after they inject you with this shot, in order to get it inside your cells, they have to damage the outside of your cells. And then whatever damages the outside of your cells in every organ in your body, they then not only have to cut the cell open, they have to use something to do that. They also now have the nucleus of the cell exposed, which has the RNA and the DNA in it. And they have to cut it, the RNA and DNA, in order to insert the new gene material. Now, for those listening... Uh, you should already be very perplexed in trying to figure out how they figured out how to do this and actually got it to work. The truth is, it doesn't work. But the substance they used to cut your cells open, to cut your RNA and DNA, are two things. Every single paper says we use these two things to cut the DNA and RNA to do our mRNA gene therapy bidding, which is in every one of these COVID-19 Pfizer and Moderna shots. And this is what it, they say they use to cut open your cells and cut your RNA and DNA. And it is called snake venom phosphodiesterase. 
This is a substance inside of the venom of snakes that kill cells in the human body. The second thing they use is something called RNases. And there's a whole bunch of them like RNase A, RNase B, RNase 1, 2, L, 3, 5, you name all kinds of these RNases also come from snake venom. RNases and DNases are universally found in all snake venoms. And what do they do? Well, they do exactly what their name describes. DNase and RNase are are proteins or venom toxins in their venom that destroys your RNA and your DNA in your body or any mammal's body or any reptile's body. If a snake bites another snake, it's going to damage that snake's RNA and DNA also. This is what they're using in gene therapy technology to damage your cells. Every single side effect of the mRNA shots can be explained by snake venom, phosphodiesterase, and RNAs inside those papers that these two people that created these shots disclose they use to do their gene therapy. Now, Johnson and John, now once that mRNA gets inside your cells, what they're proposing is, is now the human body's cell, if they can miraculously get this mRNA wrapped in this adhesive called hydrogel with magnets stuck in it. If they're able to get that successfully inside your cell where the snake venom phosphodiesterase cuts your RNA and DNA and then inserts this new instruction wrapped in the adhesive in the shot with the magnets, they want that piece of genetic material to get inside your DNA. And now the cell will have new instructions to manufacture something it never did before. And in this case, they want your cells to make what they call the spike proteins of COVID all by itself. They don't want to put the spike protein of SARS-CoV-2, the virus, in your body. They want your body making it. Well, what's the problem with that? Uh, The actual spike proteins of SARS-CoV-2 were found four years ago by geneticists all over the world, China, France, and in Italy. The spike proteins of COVID were actually venoms of various snakes and marine shell creatures called conotoxins from cone snails in the ocean, starfish venom from starfish in the ocean, so and venoms of two snakes, cobra toxin and bungarotoxin from the crate snake. That's what they published. Well, I want y'all to know, if they're sending this stuff inside your body with these shots to manufacture spike proteins, they are telling your cells to make venom because that's what is published the spike proteins are. So they're instructing the mammal to make venom. And over time, as one cell makes venom over and over and over, you are going to break out with worse disease outcomes and death as a result over time. Mammals don't make venom. We weren't designed to do that. Mad scientists at the University of Pennsylvania are figuring out how to do that. All right. So Johnson & Johnson and Novavax COVID-19 vaccines are very different. These are actually spike protein containing vaccines. The spike proteins were already found to be venoms of the king cobra snake and the deadly crate snake out of Asia. So any COVID-19 vaccine that says it's a subunit protein vaccine, the subunit protein of the SARS-CoV-2 virus, the subunit protein is the spike protein. The spike protein was found to be venoms. They're injecting you with the venom. That's what they're doing in the Novavax and the Johnson & Johnson vaccines. All right. So don't get those shots. This is not proven therapy that works. It has created massive amounts of casualties, massive amounts of infertility and miscarriages, massive amounts of turbo cancers and immune suppression. In fact, it's become so hot a topic. Uh, Dr. Zev Zelenko, before he passed away, he said there's so much evidence of immune system destruction by these vaccines that you could call a side effect of the COVID-19 vaccines 
vaccine-induced AIDS that he abbreviated as VAIDS, V-A-I-D-S, VAIDS. Okay. All right. Now, this is Looking for Healing Radio. So I'm going to spend the last four minutes telling you all at home, now that I've already told you all the lies and fraudulent lies about these six vaccines they want all grandparents to take, none of y'all take them ever again. If you want healing, there are two things I, I will say right here confidently every day for the rest of my life. If you want to be healthy, stop getting vaccines. These are experimental drugs, unproven to be safe and effective. There are no long-term studies done for any of the vaccines, at least since 1986, when Ronald Reagan signed this act that provided immunity to all drug makers for vaccines. None of them can be punished. None of them can be fined. None of them can be taken to court for their vaccines now causing injury and harm. So don't do them. They have freedom to do whatever they want to you and experiment on you fully without any recompensation or having to pay for any kind of fines, penalties for injury or harm to you. They are not held liable anymore. All right. So number one, avoid vaccines. Number two, don't ever drink another soda the rest of your life. I think soda consumption or pops or Cokes or Pepsis, whatever you want to call them. I think they are the number one food item causing the most obesity, diabetes, and disease in America, period. Vaccines, number one. Soda is number two. Just get those out of your life. You will be healthy and you would have earned or you've you the, the investment of listening to this radio show would have been well worth it just by knowing those two things. All right. Now, number one, we are looking for with vaccines, all of them, regardless of all of you at home, when they're promoting the marketing, these vaccines, they are marketing to you an idea that vaccines provide immunity. They do not. However, there are plants on this earth that do. And there's vitamins and minerals that are proven to do that, to provide immune boosting effects, to prevent infections of any kind, bacteria, virus, fungal, or parasite. Okay. Now I want to share with my, the audiences right now, what I would recommend to all of you that when the flu cold seasons occur every year, there's something you can do every year to improve your overall health so that you don't have to worry anymore about whether or not you should get a vaccine. The flu vaccines are the biggest problem right now before COVID-19 vaccines were introduced. And so I'm going to give you some basic principles of what I would recommend to all of you to prevent you from getting sick in case you're worried about making your grandchildren sick. But this goes for everybody, all ages. During the cold and flu seasons, it is absolutely important that we reduce the amount of dairy and the amount of sugar we consume. Every bit of things that come from cows milk, cheese, yogurt, ice cream, cheese, you name it. Anything that comes from a cow's milk. When you eat it, all dairy products made from cow's milk makes the body increase mucus production and it makes your mucus thicker. It is called lymph. So just start cutting out dairy out of your life, just in general, but during those seasons for sure. And then reduce the amount of sugar you're consuming. Why? Sugar suppresses the immune system. And then make sure you're supplementing vitamin D during that period. Make sure you're supplementing zinc and copper during that period. Why? Because you're not getting vitamin D from the sun during the winter periods, usually for the majority of the people in this world. And then there's some, uh, so there's some very basic dietary recommendations I would give you. And then for the common cold and flu season, which Remember, they're telling you vaccines for every virus. You do not need a specific recommendation of supplements, a solution or protocol for each individual virus. They're all the same. They all need the same thing in your body to keep you healthy from all of them. None of my five children, four of which are adults, have ever received a vaccine ever. 
And never once have they ever gotten a severe viral infection of any kind. In fact, they might have gotten the common cold once, maybe, but they've never gotten anything else. No measles, mumps, rubella. And don't tell me it's because everybody else is vaccinated for it. That's ridiculous. I have principles in which I keep my kids healthy. All right. So there's a few basic vitamins and minerals I would recommend to everybody to have at home before I sign off on this show. And you should be consuming them every day, in my opinion. All right. To prevent viruses. Number one, vitamin C. Why and how much? 1,000 milligrams for children a day, up to 5,000 milligrams every day for anybody 12 and older. Split up throughout the day. Zinc at 20 to 30 milligrams twice a day is great, if not just once a day. Copper, you should be taking copper, but not copper sulfate. Copper 1 or copper 0, which you can find at globalhealing.com or at uh, Morley Robbins' website, which I believe is rootcause.com, I believe rootcauseofdisease.com, something like that. But outside of that, there are certain vitamins and minerals you need to have on hand. The flu shots are going to be the biggest thing because I know a bunch of the elderly are used to getting those every year. You should stop those right now. What would be the published herbs, minerals, supplements you should have at home that you take every day to prevent the common cold and the flu without the need of a vaccine? That will, maybe if you believe it, protect your grandchildren. All right. Number one would be echinacea and garlic. 5,000 milligram tablets of garlic twice a day. And then echinacea, along with the vitamin D, zinc. If you want to make it easy, at the doctorartistshow.com, I have what's called Doc's Viral Defense. I actually created that two years ago. And when I launched it, it was because to make sure the five things that I think are the most important for everybody every day to have going into their body to prevent all viruses at the time and still today are these five things. Zinc, N-acetylcysteine, uh, Vitamin D, betaine anhydrous, which provides oxygen to the body, and selenium. Those five things are inside the Doc's Viral Defense at thedrartistshow.com. It's one supplement. You take one in the morning, one at night. My recommendation during the cold and flu season is three a day, one in the morning, two in the evening. I don't know anybody that's since they started that has even gotten a cold or a flu. Uh, each of us in our home take this every day. Uh, and that's what I would do during the flu season. If you're not going to get echinacea, garlic on its own, take vitamin D independently, there is a simple solution. I have one called Doc's Viral Defense, and that is at the doctorartistshow.com. Type in Doc's Viral Defense in the search tab and pull it up or click shop all and look through the supplements there. But Doc's Viral Defense, one of our biggest sellers over the last three years for obvious reasons. All right. My name is Dr. Brian Artis. This is the, doc, the heal, Looking for Healing Radio show. And uh, I want you guys all to tune in. Remember, Monday through Friday. Because the only medicine is natural medicine, and natural medicine first does no harm. There's so much we have to unlearn. I'm trying to help unlearn that for you. I'm grateful to be able to unlearn it with you so we can learn something much better. Healer, you are a being of light, all of you at home. So remember that when you're looking for healing, to always look within first. May God, the Almighty, and the author of all things shine his divine light down upon us, everyone we love, and surround us in the precious, the protection of his warm and healing embrace. I'm Dr. Brian Artis, here for Looking for Healing Radio. Also of the doctorartistshow.com. Remember, healingfortheages.com is up. It's ready. Go get your tickets now. It's September 8th and 9th. We're excited to actually put that together for everybody. We expect this to be an annual conference moving forward forevermore. I'm Dr. Artist. God bless you all. <laughs>